Chester came dragging in here this morning about five minutes late and looks a little bit like death warmed over. Chester, good morning. How are you? He just, <laughs> he just nodded and waved at me. You're all right, though? Thumbs up? Kind of. That was kind of a weak thumbs up. Hi, everybody. This is Bob Bro. Welcome to the best old-time radio podcast for Monday, and this is uh, December 7th, 2020, and Mondays are comedy days, and we've got a good one lined up for you today. So we're so happy you're here. Well, what we're going to do today is ask you to get over there in that big, easy chair, get your feet up, get yourself a little something warm to drink, perhaps. And uh, just let the cares of the day drift away, because we're going to come right back at you with this week's old-time radio comedy. Monday, Monday, can't trust that day. Monday, Monday, it just turns out that way. This week is an episode of the Jack Benny Show. And the date on this was uh, July 11th, 1954. Now, Jack Benny had already made the transition to television, but his radio show was so popular that uh, what they did is they took uh, several episodes of older shows that were some of their better shows, and they played them for a couple of years, and they called it Around the World with Jack Benny, I think it was. So this is one of those. So this had been played earlier, and I could go in and look it up, but it really doesn't matter. I don't want to take the time. The premise of this one, though, is uh, Jack meets up with Giselle McKenzie and has a date with her. And it is a very funny episode. Now, I don't know if you remember Giselle McKenzie. She was a popular singer in the late 40s and the 50s, and she used to be one of the singers on Your Hit Parade. When it was on television, it was her and Russell Arms and Snooky Lanson and uh, Dorothy Collins, I believe, were the four singers that were on your hit parade, at least when I remember it from when I was a kid. I remember seeing Giselle McKenzie one time at the county fair in Los Angeles with my parents. <laughs> Giselle McKenzie, but she's really good in this. Also, I'm sure you probably remember Frankie Fontaine. He used to do a regular bit on the Jackie Gleason television show that came on in the 60s. That was the show that uh, originated in Miami Beach. 
and with the June Taylor dancers. And Jackie Gleason used to have a number of skits he did. One of them was called uh, Joe the Bartender. And it would always start with uh, uh, Jackie Gleason like wiping out a little shot glass, you know, like the bartender does with the, with the little towel and he's cleaning the glasses and stacking them. And in would walk different people. And sometimes they were done as monologues. Uh, Gleason would talk and there really wouldn't be anybody there. But in your mind, you would hear the other part of the conversation. He was good at that. But also, he had almost weekly, Frankie Fontaine came in and played a character that at that time he called um, Crazy Guggenheim. Do you remember that? And he would always come in and go, Hiya, Joe. Hiya, Mr. Dunya. And they would have this great conversation. Well, that was a direct, um, I don't know if you call it a steal, because it was Frankie Fontaine doing it. But he did that same character, but he called him, what is it, Josie Slavonia? At any rate, he makes an appearance tonight on uh, on Jack Benny, and he really had the ability to crack Jack Benny up. And you'll hear that in this episode. One other thing, uh, there's a, a, a scene in the taxi cab, and that's all I have to tell you. He and Giselle McKenzie are in a taxi cab, and it is hilarious. He borrowed on it on other occasions, but never better than this. This was really, this will make you laugh out loud if you're a Jack Benny fan, which I think most of us are. All right, here we go. This is from uh, July 1954. This is the Jack Benny Show, and his guest star is Giselle McKenzie. with Barry Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jack Benny's second week in New York, and right now we'd like to take you to Jack's room at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. (laughs) Unfortunately, he's not staying there. So we take you to his room at the Acme Plaza. <laughs> east side, west side, all around the town. <laughs> Doggone every time Mr. Benny comes to New York, he always stays at this broken down hotel. Good morning, Rochester. Oh, good morning, Mr. Benny. Did you have a good night's sleep? Yeah, by the way, what kind of weather are we having today? Is it raining? I don't think so. Oh, is it sunny out? I'm not sure. Maybe it's cloudy and drizzly. Could be. On the other hand, it might be clear and cold. Boss, if you'd only get a room with a window, we could stop playing 20 questions. Never mind. Say, look what time it is. I better get your breakfast in a hurry. You've got that 10 o'clock appointment with your dentist. No, no, Rochester. I went to the dentist yesterday, and I'm all finished. Good. Well, I'll order your breakfast. Room service. Uh, hello, this is Rochester. I'd like to order some breakfast for Mr. Benny. What'll he have this morning? Farina, oatmeal, mush, or cream of wheat? 
Ham and eggs, he can chew again. Oh, that's good. It'll be nice to have him smile at me for a change. Now, what else, please? Uh, buttered toast and coffee. Coffee? Yes. The management of the Acme Plaza Hotel requests that we make this announcement to our guests. Due to the recent increases in the cost of wholesale coffee, we are forced to raise our prices. You raised your price in coffee? Yes, it's five cents a cup now. <laughs> well, send it along. Uh, your breakfast will be along soon, boss. Oh, thank you. Oh, uh, by the way, boss, uh, can I have tonight off? Some friends of mine are giving me a farewell party. No, Roger, I have a lot of things for you to do. Well, can I have tomorrow night off? No. Well, how about Tuesday night? That Tuesday night sounds all right. Where are you going Tuesday? The same party. It'll still be rolling. <laughs> I should have known. Well, Rochester... I'll get it. Well, hello, Jack. Oh, hello, Don. <laughs> Don, how are you? Don, turn yourself sideways and come in. I didn't expect you. I just thought I'd drop by. I have a little surprise for you. Surprise? Yeah, I was out with your sponsor last night, and uh, he told me how happy he is with your radio and TV program. Oh, that's nice. And to show his appreciation, he's buying tickets for all of us to see a Broadway show tomorrow night. Which one? LSMFT and Sympathy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Deborah Carr wasn't Dorothy Collins. But tell me, Don, how are you enjoying... Oh, that's probably my breakfast. Come in. Here's your breakfast. Thanks. Here's the peppermint salt. Here's a whisk broom. A whisk broom? What's that for? Coming down the hall, I dropped your ham and eggs. <laughs> Look, I... Look, I told you, you can forget the jokes. This trip, I brought my own writers. Okay, okay. Give me the check, and I'll sign it. Here, boy, and I wrote down the tip. Ah. Say, uh, Mr. Benny, wouldn't you like to erase the tip and give me the same amount in cash? Why? Then nobody but the two of us will ever know. <laughs> okay, here. Thanks. Say, Don, do you care to have a little coffee with me? Oh, no, thanks, Jack. I've already eaten. Good, good. Well, <laughs> I better eat before it gets cold. I got a radio rehearsal this afternoon, and tonight I got to pick up Giselle McKenzie. <laughs> it's been a nice day. I like to walk along Broadway and... Look at all the signs. Look at all the new pictures that have opened up. Beat the Devil with Humphrey Bogart. What should happen to you with Judy Holliday. Riot in cell block 11. Oh, yes, that's based on the life of Frank Remley. <laughs> see, I thought the hit parade studio was right around here somewhere, but I don't see it. I better ask somebody where it is. Excuse me, mister. Huh? You talking to me? Yeah. Hey, I know you. You're John L. C. Savone. Well, it's 
nice running into you again, Mr. Savoni. Huh? Wait a minute. Who are you? Don't <laughs> well, you recognize me? Here, I'll step under the light. Now, take a good look at me. Holy smoke! Jack Benny! <laughs> That's right. Mr. Zavoni, the last time I saw you was in Hollywood. What are you doing here in New York? Well, I'll tell you how it happened anyway. I was back in Hollywood. I was just hanging around the house. Just hanging around the house. I wasn't doing anything. I was just hanging around the house. I didn't feel like doing anything. Just hanging around the house. I, I said to my wife, Hey, you. She said, she said, who? I said, you. She said, me. I said, yeah. She said, what? I said, answer the phone. She said, no. 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 Gee, why, why didn't she want to answer the phone? It hadn't rung yet. Oh, well, if the... <laughs> well, if the phone hadn't rung, why'd you want her to answer it? Well, she just hanging around. She wasn't doing anything. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, then the phone ring, and it's a quiz program, and I answer all the questions correctly. You answer the questions correctly. That's what, what do they ask you? Well... First, they asked me my name. Yeah, naturally. They didn't stick me. I had it right here on my driver's license. Oh, what else? What else did they ask you on this quiz program? Well, they told me that they had asked the same jackpot questions over a lot of contestants. They asked me, how many legs does a horse have? And I said, three, and I won. Wait a minute, John. That's not the right answer. I know, but I was the closest. They, uh, then they announced on the radio that the winner of the two-week vacation in Honolulu was John Alpice Avoni, and I said, holy smoke, that's me! Yeah, did you say you won two weeks in Honolulu? Yeah. Then what are you doing here instead? Well, I asked him if I could come here because I want to try out with the New York Giants. Well, John, you can't play baseball. 
With the Giants. That's an advantage. (laughs) I see what you mean. Well, John, it was nice running into you, but I got to go now. I'm a little late for an appointment. By the way, do you know where the Hit Parade Studio is? (laughs) Yeah. It's just around the corner. Well, thanks. I better hurry. Goodbye. Sure, Mr. Berry. Gee, what a character. Someone told him that peroxide would keep his hair blonde, so he drank three bottles. <laughs> Oh, here's the theater. There's the stage door. Now, let's see where, uh... Hey, you, where do you think you're going? Uh, oh, I didn't notice you, Dorman. I'm going in to see Miss Giselle McKenzie. Oh, yes. Yeah. She left word for you to go right in. Thank you. Uh, you'll find her on the stage over there. And please be quiet. She's about to rehearse her number. Okay, okay. Fairy tales can come true It can happen to you If you're young at heart For it's hard you will find To be narrow of mind If you're young at heart You can go to extremes With impossible schemes You can laugh when your dreams Fall apart at the seams And life gets more exciting With each passing day And love is either in your heart Or on its way Don't you know that it's worth Every treasure on earth To be young at heart For as rich as you are It's much better by far To be young at heart And if you should survive To a hundred and five Look at all you'll derive of being alive And here is the best part You'll have a head start If you are among the very young at Should survive to a hundred and five. Look at all you'll derive out of being alive. And here is the best part you'll have a head start 
wonderful. Huh? Oh, oh, it's you, Jack. Yes, I came in just as you started your number. Well, I'm all finished now. We can go. Good, good. Is there any particular place you'd like to eat? Well, how about the Colony Club? <laughs> well. 21? Oh, I don't know. How about El Morocco? <laughs> Well... Say, I know just the place. It's a little French restaurant on 83rd Street. You'll love it. It's called La Cuisine est Pauvre, mais le prix est bien. Uh, what does that mean? The food is lousy, but the price is right. <laughs> it sounds so nice in French. <laughs> you know, Giselle... I, I figured you'd suggest a French restaurant. Uh, your name is sort of French, isn't it? Well, just my first name, Mackenzie, is Scotch. Ah, the Scotch. They're great people. <laughs> you really think so, Jack? Yeah, both Phil Harris and I love them, but for different reasons. <laughs> we, uh... We turned this corner here. Well, Jack, are we going to walk all the way? Well... Oh, come on, Jackie boy. Wouldn't it be fun with just the, the two of us in a cab? Hmm. Hmm. Taxi! Taxi! Are you want a cab, mister? Uh, yes. Get in, Giselle. Where you want to go, folks? Up Broadway to 83rd Street. Okay. Gee, as soon as he pushed the meter down, it registered 25 cents. <laughs> you hear that noise there? What, what happened to 15 and 5? <laughs> oh, well. Giselle? Yes? Do you mind if I put my arm around you? Well, no, Jack. There we are. Now, as I was saying, since I saw you last, I thought about you quite often. and Not as a singer or entertainer, but as a beautiful... 30 cents. Girl, whom I could be very fond of. As a matter of fact, during my many years in show business, I've always thought of meeting a girl as sweet and intelligent as you. You know, yours is the type of beauty that I've always admired. Gorgeous figure, dark, flashing eyes, gleaming black, 35 cents hair. And you know, Giselle, I'm not usually serious. But a date like this tonight could lead to another. Then maybe we could get engaged, and after a while we'd even get married. And time, well, you know how it is. We could even raise a family and maybe have one or two or even three 40-cent kids. <laughs> or maybe, just like in the song, a boy for you and a girl for 45... Whoops, that was a quickie, wasn't it? Well, this is a ricochet romance if I ever saw one. Oh, Giselle, stop kidding. I'm serious about this. Hey, buddy, you back there. Ain't you Chuck Bunny? 
Yes, yes, I am. You see, Giselle... I, I... thought I recognized you when you got in. Thank you. You see, Giselle, I'm really fonder of you than... Say, any... Mr. Benny, I got a brother lives in Los Angeles. Name's Crowley. Joe Crowley. You ever run into him there? <laughs> Crowley? No, I don't think so. Anyway, Giselle, every man must settle down sometime when man feels that romance has come into his life. Cracks his knuckles a lot. Funny you never hide him. <laughs> Look, driver, there are nearly two million people in Los Angeles. I assure you, I don't know everybody. But Joe wears glasses. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I didn't see him. Now, let's see, where was I? Romance had come into your life and Joe was wearing glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, Giselle, as I was saying, there comes a time when every man... Holy smoke, look at that meter. Sixty cents now. Driver, stop the cab. Well, we ain't at 83rd Street. I don't care. Stop the cab. Your meter's too fast. Look, mister, you can't get in my cab and say I'm a crook. I don't... You think, you think I'm, I'm some tourist that you can take me for a joyride and play me for a 65-cent sucker. <laughs> well, you can't go do that. Stop the cab. Here's your money. Now, come on, let's go, Giselle. But, Jack, what about dinner? Don't worry. He stopped right in front of your apartment. <laughs> you must have something in the refrigerator. Oh, Jack, the CBS Radio and Television Networks, as well as your show, have been singularly honored by the American Legion. And here tonight is Dr. Frank Stanton, president of CBS. Hello, Dr. Stanton. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Jack. And also, Jack, I'd like you to meet Mr. James O'Neill, publisher of the American Legion's National Magazine. Hello, Jack. Well, it's good to, it's good to see you, Mr. O'Neill. It's certainly nice to be here with Dr. Stanton and you, Jack. They say that when you put two legionnaires together, it doesn't take long to get a convention going. So, Legionnaire Jack Benny of Post 264, Lake Forest, Illinois, we've got our own little convention underway with Dr. Frank Stanton as our guest of honor. That we have. Well, Dr. Stanton and Jack, the American Legion is privileged to present these Legion Awards. Dr. Stanton... The American Legion commends you and your radio and television divisions for maintaining a high level of clean entertainment. We feel that the Jack Benny Show typifies that quality. We also wish to cite the networks for their unexcelled public informational services. For these reasons, I am very proud to have the privilege of presenting you with these citations, Dr. Stanton. Thank you, Mr. O'Neill, and you too, Jack. Let me say that we are deeply honored by the American Legion's recognition of our efforts. It has been our continuing objective over the years to bring the American people the best entertainment and the most responsible news and public discussion within our power. This latest testimonial by the American Legion can only serve to give us renewed incentive in our steady pursuit of this goal. Thank you very much. Thank 
Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Stanton and Mr. O'Neill. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back in just a moment, but first... Hello? Yeah, this is Mabel. Oh, hello, Gertrude. How are you? Yeah, I got another letter from Sylvester from overseas. Boy, he's really in there pitching. A regular five-letter man. What five letters? U-S-A-F-I. That's what five letters. Uh-huh. He just finished his USAFI courses he was studying, and now he's taken a couple of general courses. No, honey, he isn't studying to be a general. <laughs> general courses means he's just studying for his own amazement. He's taken a course on American government. What do you mean, why study about it? Listen, Gertrude, it wouldn't do any of us any harm to do a little boning up on how our government works. There's lots of things even you could learn. Give you for instance? Okay. When did the pilgrims land on Plymouth Rock? What? When their airplane ran out of gas? <laughs> oh, I gotta disconnect you, Gertrude. My buzz is flashing. I'll let you know when I hear from Sylvester again. Yeah. Don't take any wooden nickels. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Frank Fontaine for bringing us his character of John L.C. Saboni once more. Giselle, I want to tell you how happy I am that you could appear on my radio show tonight. Well, Jack, it was a pleasure. Tell me, are you going right back to Hollywood? Oh, no, I have a couple more things to do here in New York, and then I'm going to Washington, D.C., to say goodbye to an old friend. Who? My money. Good <laughs> <laughs> Giselle. Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsburg, George Balzer, and John Tackerberry. And produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. Don Wilson speaking. Good night. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. John L.C. Savoni. That's what it is. I don't remember what I said at the beginning. John L.C. Savoni. Was that funny or what? And the scene in the taxi cab, I mean, that really, really did crack me up. I, I love <laughs> I love the fact that this cab driver, of course, played by Mel Blaine, just one, <laughs> wonders if Jack might happen to know his relative, <laughs> who happens to live in Los Angeles. He wears glasses. <laughs> oh, that was good. And the whole thing about the meter on the cab. I tell you, that's a classic episode. That really is a classic episode. Uh, I actually got to see Frankie Fontaine one night at the Copacabana in in uh, New York City when I lived there. And I think I've told this story before, so I won't go into it. But he was appearing with, it was supposed to be Connie Francis. And uh, she wasn't able to make it. And that was about the time that you might recall that it was horrible. It was in the news, but she was in a hotel. I believe it was in New Jersey and somebody broke in and she was actually assaulted and raped. And it was about that time. So she had to cancel obviously all of her engagements. And I remember we saw Lainey Kazan in her place that night, but I thought I'd go out tonight with a, with a little Connie Francis tune, just as a, as a tribute to that time. 
Um, now, I have played this episode before in the past. I don't think I've played it any time recently. Near as I could tell, it's been about four years. I hope I'm not wrong about that. I try to keep close records, but sometimes <laughs> I've got too many things going on. I have a huge collection of Benny shows, but not all of them are in good sound quality. And I try only to play the ones in good sound quality. And that goes with all the shows that we play. So sometimes if we have a duplicate, uh, and sometimes they're requested. I get a lot of requests for people. Could you play that this one again or that one again? But this one really is uh, right up there in the top 10 of the funniest episodes of Jack Benny. That's going to kick things in the head for Monday, December 7th, 2020. Come back tomorrow and listen to an old-time radio drama. We'll have one for you, and I promise you we will pick a good one. How about that? This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by today, and I am so glad you met me. Like a friend